That week was nearing its end, and Casey had found multiple Polaroids of the same area with multiple different creatures and oddities that stuck out like color in a black and white photo. A heavily deformed cartoon-looking cat. A horse with a neck that seemed to stretch and twist forever. A man with an unexplainably upside-down head that lurked in the distance. But there was no reassurance of the siren head from the news and the behemoth from the legends that the locals told. She hadn't even used her camera yet because of it. She didn't even find anything except for the photos that she seemed to have found almost everywhere she went. She went through the neighborhoods and into the archives of police reports and town records, anything that she could find to get her hands on. But nothing. Frustrated, she plucks up the courage to trek into the woods, the last place she expected to find anything, even if it meant risking her life in the process. So, you know, she was ready for anything now. She was determined to find something. A good 15 minutes later, she stumbled across what looked like to be someone injured. They were stranded in a clear distance, but weren't moving. The man was hunched over, appearing to be holding his leg. He must have twisted it or something, Casey figured. Trudging down the slope to aid the pedestrian, she jumped back in horror to find his neck slit and blood coating his shirt and jacket. As the body fell limp, she hesitantly reached out to touch the corpse to examine the blood. And, and it was fresh. This man was murdered just recently. But by how far she was in the woods and away from the town, there wasn't anybody in sight. Or at least that's what she thought. Suddenly, there was a rustle in the shrubs behind her. She turned around to face her attacker, ready to make a dash back up the hill when Matthew came around, ready to strike. But a squirrel came out instead, hopping away in the opposite direction. Relieved, Casey decided to snap a photo of the little rascal for scaring her before she could move on. She snapped a picture, then felt a cracking blow to the head rendering her unconscious. It was Matthew. She felt the warmth of blood trickling down her forehead as the figure on top of her began beating her face into a pulp. He appeared to be wearing summer attire, a blue hoodie, worn-out white sneakers, boxer shorts, and a modified baseball cap that left the same crude symbol she saw before covering the logo. He wore a bandana and shades to mask his face, never speaking the entire time of the assault. She then felt an agonizing sharp pain in her side, as she screamed at the result of a sharp twig lodged into her side. Matt didn't use any knives or weapons, or any kind by the looks of it. No, see, he used the forest. He used whatever he could for his arsenal. He made tree bark into stakes. He used twigs and pebbles or rocks for slingshots, and whatever he could do to make it all the more lethal. 
He tried to muffle her voice to snuff out any cry for help, but she managed to get a good kick in to knock him back, making him stumble onto the ground, dropping a photo album in his disguise, revealing his hideous face. Matthew was no more. No. He was pale, and had appeared to have lost a few pounds. His eyes dropped with exhaustion, revealing stretch marks and heavy banks under his eyes. Scruffy beard and bloody teeth and mouth, he winced in pain. His grimace, though, turned into a smirk, realizing how smart this girl was. He didn't speak the whole time he was with her. The twigs still lodged in her side, she began to lose her vision, remaining her eyes locked onto the individual that was once Matt. She could barely make out the words on the album that had dropped on the ground. She really could only make out the word... Memories. But that was it. Her vacation... was ruined. The last thing that she could remember was the figure drawing closer to her, seemingly to take back the Polaroids she found everywhere earlier in the week. And most disturbingly, the sirens that blared in the distance. Matthew stopped dead in his tracks, his eyes widening in fright. It was the behemoth. After all this time, the thing that they were both looking for had found them. As the footsteps drew near, Casey's eyes began to shut, but her ears remained open for as long as they could before the ringing took over. Nine, seven, eight, one, four, zero, two. With each thud of the behemoth coming closer and closer, the gibberish the sirens rang out of its head began to get louder and louder and louder. Matthew turned his head back to Casey one last time before darting off further into the woods, leaving behind the photo album. The footsteps seemed to be getting softer and softer, as if it had just passed her. Did it? Did she just imagine the whole thing? No. She couldn't have. She was just taken by surprise. After that, she blacked out completely, and was left for dead. If it weren't for later witnesses who arrived just before she succumbed to her injuries, she would have died there. But she didn't. No. No, she told her story. She told everything she could later to the police and the media later that day, when she woke up again in the hospital, remembering everything about the encounter. She described Matt's features, the photo album that they recovered, and how the photos might have been connected in the first place to her unknowledge. While she didn't get all the answers she was looking for, she did get the closure that she needed. Matt was indeed alive, but far from the person he used to be. The memories that betrayed him turned him into something that he wasn't. Someone he couldn't be. It would be another three days until Casey was released from the hospital to return home to her parents. But she would never forget that day. 
the memory remained etched into her mind. And as for the behemoth, well, well, that was something she chose to ignore for now. She didn't have any answers as to what that was. She didn't know if it really was the same creature as the locals had been telling for centuries this whole time. She really didn't know. What she did know, however, was that Matthew was still out there. The maniac that she would later call Mad Maddie. The boy whose life was ruined by the monsters that lurked beneath the town and the memories that betrayed him as much as it betrayed her. The police never found him after her interrogation. And, and to this day, he remains missing. If he ever was found, well, he is to be wanted for murder and to be sentenced for 15 years in prison. If they ever found him deep in the confines of the woods, where some speculate his home is, Mad Maddie, the boy who lived amongst the rumors and the myths that created the town. He became a monster of his own making. He was something much worse than the siren head that haunted him in his life. Mad Maddie had struck again. And this was his signature appearance.